So in case you missed it, we're 10 episodes in. That's right, y'all. 10 episodes of Brown Coffee Black Tea have been released. So if you've been listening since the beginning, shout out to y'all and thank y'all for rocking with us. But if you're new to the scene, now is the perfect time to catch up. On the last episode, we talked about baggage. The good, the bad, and the ugly, and the importance of knowing what's in your bag. So as the great Erica Badu once said, Pack light, y'all. Until then, get into this week's episode. So I was listening to um, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill yesterday at work. And mm-hmm. in the, you know, Apple Music they may or may not put like a little bio whatever whatever you know what i'm saying like before you listen to the album like a little takeaway sometimes mm-hmm. the artist will describe each song sometimes it's like yeah. a you know what i'm saying like a short little whatever anyway i was reading that yeah. and um it was speaking on what made the miseducation of lauren hill so uh so significant during that time and why it has lasted because it came out when niggas were glorifying like the degradation of women you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like every woman was a bitch every woman was a hoe like i'm gonna fuck the shit out you know what i'm saying like every woman was naked you know what i mean freak nick in the 90s but it was totally like uh hip-hop culture was so misogynistic at the time not to say right. that it's not any less now but it was extremely, extremely misogynistic in the 90s. And so for her to come out with that project, um, I wouldn't say denouncing it, but just giving people a different perspective and a different take and using her words differently. And like that right there, like lets me know that's kind of what we're in now, all over mm-hmm. again. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit is just like the 90s, but now we call it rape culture. Before yeah. then, it was just big booty bitches in music videos with the kids. Yeah. This is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and now it's like, no, nah, you can't do that. That's not cool, bitch. Like, yeah. don't do that. Um, and it's so yeah. interesting because Amanda Seals actually recently released this, like, something with it, like a comedy sort of video on her Instagram. But it was like, you know, oh, 90s music. Y'all remember when we were getting down to this, this, and this, and going crazy at the parties? And then she kind of focuses in and is like, but this was all, like, misogynistic shit. And, I like, think I saw this that. is problematic yeah. to our culture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. now how it is. Even now when I be listening to it, I be like, damn, I love this song, but damn, the words, the words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but the if- words. If you have ever sat, and I don't know if it's because I'm a little older now, and I I felt this way for a few years now, but if you've ever sat and listened to uh, "Do Wop That Thing," like I was saying, <laughs> she this said, "Y'all gonna to this. Like, yeah, yeah, I was thinking it when I was five, and I hadn't experienced none of this yet. And then you grow up a little bit, and you be like, "Hey, <laughs> okay, well, this song works." And do song. you so like in thinking about that play you bringing up, like? considering what the culture of music was at that time is Mm. that something that women were even looking for like an outlet or someone to like you know I don't know do you think that women at the time maybe were looking at Lauren Hill like yes like speak up for us like you're speaking out for yourself and making it very clear like you're thinking and how you move in the world but also like Mm. you're doing that for us you're giving us another example of like what this could well, look like, who we are. I mean, I yeah, don't know if like, Lauren was even thinking like, oh, I'm about to make this for you know women or whoever at the time. Like, I don't know. I think so. I think one. I think that it. I think it was inherently made for women because it came from a woman. You know what I'm saying? So she's only speaking from her perspective as a woman. Um. And I mean, it's lasted this long. Surely there were other women that were just like, yes, girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I, I agree. You know what I'm saying? And they rock with her. And I think that's why it was able to amass the success that it did um, at the time that it did and, and years later. 
I think with every genre, you have people that kind of bend the genre, and then you have mm-hmm. supporters of that artist that bend the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I rock with it, you know what I'm saying? And I was, I think four or five when that came out. So just as Ty was saying, like I'm too young. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I can't really, because I don't remember, you know what I'm saying? Like, my brain and the drugs that I've taken over the years. Um, <laughs> My brain, <laughs> my brain, <laughs> my brain cannot remember, like, my experience as a five-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can only recount, you know, my parents telling me shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, a parent, okay, like, real quick. Apparently, when I was, like, five or six, I used to like jump up and down on my daddy's bed and like my daddy would come in his room because he's like, we weren't supposed to do that, but I would do it anyway. And I'd be jumping up and down on this bed and he'd come in there. He's like, what you doing? And apparently I would tell him like, I'm being bad. I would say, <laughs> I'm being bad. <laughs> like, so, As a matter of fact, you wouldn't even try to lie. You wouldn't even try to say, oh, I'm nothing. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you straight. I'm being bad. And that's and it. that was when um, Taylor learned the importance of honesty. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm actively doing what you asked me not to do. So um <laughs> I'm not, you know, wow. I can't I can't rem- I can't remember that experience, but I know that it it has lasted with me twenty something years because I just listened to the project yesterday. You know, and wow. I you know, I it means it hit kind of different for me yesterday. Like I really, I was really in a focused setting. Um, and so I was kind of able to kind of tune into the words, like every mm-hmm. song though, every mm-hmm. single song, it was like, nigga, slap, 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 slap. slap. <laughs> yep. Like I was every gonna say... single song, G, like she is reading something, somebody, yep. some construct, Period. some ideology, something. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's a it's a beautiful project. Like that shit, dope as hell. One, what particular things like really stood out to you? Because honestly, every song I feel like hits in that way. Even when we listen to it now, it hits in that way. But what in particular mm-hmm. stood out to you? And then also, like, what is like the overall call? I guess to us from this album, because I'm just thinking, like, you know, she is reading us. <laughs> She's telling us straight up who we are, mm-hmm. how we've been acting, how we currently act, like, you know, mm-hmm. really pushing us to become self-aware. And for me, as I think about it, it's like, okay, well, she's not just saying stop there. Like, you got to really, you need to dig in and you need to find yeah. out, like, who you are yeah. and continue to move forward and continue to evolve. But I guess one, like, what were the things that really stood out to you from those songs? I think this go round in the album, um, it wasn't so much the songs that stood out to me. It was the way that she threaded love in each of the interludes or the concept of love in each of the interludes. Um, after before and after each read. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, now I know that yeah. stung a little bit. Let's hear the you know what I'm saying, let's take the perspective of love from like people that are younger than you. They sound these kids sound like they probably in high school at the time you know what I'm saying so me listening with my ears I imagine obviously they're older than me I imagine them you know 15 14 15 16 um and to hear them describe like what they feel you know being in love is like versus actually just loving someone um to give you two different points of view um which can also be a call for you to look at what she's saying in these songs from a different point of view. You know, I, I, I can respect it as a read, you know what I mean? Some people might not receive it as well if they knew that she was reading them. So they ha- they might need to look at it. They might need to hear it in a different light and, and get a different breakdown or have a different interpretation of it to, I guess, receive what it is that she's trying to say. Yeah. Um, and I, I appreciated how every, it seemed like every, all of the kids, like, they had a voice and their yes. voice was respected and their voice mattered. And it was a, a space for them to um, openly talk about 
some shit that I don't uh, think yeah. most niggas don't, you know, really understand. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't think a lot of people understand the concept of love. I think they hopefully and, and, and really understand the idea of it, right? But I'm not sure they really understand what lies in it, like what loving looks like or does. And I, I think that's some shit that is not to be learned in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s. I think that shit is to be learned until you die. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say because that is so a, complex. a constant. Yeah. Yeah, it's so complex. Yeah. Because your idea of love will change at certain points in your life. And I think, like, even them just having that space to say, well, what is love? What does that look like? Yep. Because yep. for certain people, love could look like abuse or it could look like something that we might deem is negative but it's like it just it's depending on where you are in your life and depending on the experiences that you've had and I think Mm -hmm. that's one thing that like um what was the book we're always talking about all about love bell hooks all about love yes that it's just this idea that like we there isn't this common definition for love Mm-hmm. that's like widely held by everyone because and that like contributes to <laughs> a lot of issues like we we're all approaching it from a different standpoint all have these different ideas of what it looks like and what it is and so that project is powerful those are really good points today because I didn't even think about that that like intertwining of love and those messages while also trying to uh build and it can be difficult but Mm-hmm. beautiful okay y'all so before we get too deep into this i think we should probably let you know who we have on the episode today this is sabria checking in hey y'all what's good <laughs> hey y'all it's Ty. <laughs> so we actually have our lovely line sister taylor on the episode today hey. hi what's up <laughs> If we're being honest, y'all, we have been trying to record an episode with Taylor for how long? When did we first record the uh, first episode, Ty? In like April, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> think we recorded the episode in April. <laughs> she, was to, she was supposed to be the first episode of May, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Anyway, Tay, thanks for joining us today. Let the people Absolutely. know who you are. Give us a background, passion project, what you're doing. For sure. Um, I'm Taylor Jones. I'm an engineer and um, a singer-songwriter and a poet. Um, yeah, I like words. I like music. I love music. Uh-huh. Um, am I working on anything right now? I'm working on some, some for the people. Um, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, it's not music related, but it is something like a passion of mine um it's education related so when that happens i'm i'm gonna be ecstatic about it um but yeah yeah i live in cincinnati ohio i'm from georgia though and uh yeah ty and sabria are my 50s and they ain't even know it you know what i'm saying like <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't. I'm not sure that you guys would have ever spoken to me if we weren't line sisters. Cause I don't honey, think that's true, Taylor. I think it's true. I do, bro. Yeah. Well, I don't know how I would have met you. That's the, like the thing is like I don't know how I would have met you if it weren't through AKA because I don't even mm-hmm. think I I had seen you before that. Mm-hmm. Mm, I had definitely seen Taylor before that, but I just don't think like our past would have crossed enough for me to like talk to you maybe like mm-hmm. later on i don't i don't yeah i don't know i don't i don't know i don't see it i don't see it <laughs> i don't, I don't either. <laughs> i think nah. if you had been performing like if there was a show that you did on campus and it was spoken word music anything of the sorts then maybe we would have okay. met but like that also would have been dependent upon me not being shy at the time <laughs> to like talk <laughs> to people <laughs> yeah I think I only did a couple shows on campus. I didn't do a whole uh, heat, and then and then that was after I think it was my junior year, so it was after we crossed. Wait, but um, we really brushing over. 
we really brushing over the whole how we met, like even really got to know who you were story. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, um, <laughs> shout out to AKA for bringing us together. But I tell you the first time when AKA brought mm. us together was at Rush 2013, all of 2013. <laughs> and Taylor <laughs> decides, mind you, everybody is dressed to the nines, quote unquote. Um, but anyway, <laughs> for AKA standards, for AKA standards, mm-hmm. everybody, you know, black, black suit, <laughs> black skirt suit, right? <laughs> everybody uncomfortable as fuck. Mm-hmm. We got on these uncomfortable ass skirt suits that don't nobody motherfucking wear. Mm-hmm. And then we got on a uh, freaking stocking. And high heels, and my high heels were so uncomfortable. They were from freaking Forever 21. So, you know, they was all $10 and not no, like, you know, whatever. No support. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we're standing, we're standing there, and in comes Taylor with a sweater and some slacks. <laughs> then they was denim slacks. And <laughs> dress denim. Right. And some black shoes. So while the rest of us, while the rest rest of us are in skirts and heels, here come Taylor Watson in all cool, talking talking to our soon to be pro fights and everything. Like you know, we and we like first of all, who is she? (laughs) But the the thing is, but the thing is, we probably all look so stupid because we're standing in a line just watching Taylor walk by. We ain't saying nothing, and she just happy as can be. Walking up like, what's good, y'all? No and we in the world. Like, what the hell, <laughs> Bruh, You have to understand. First of all, my mother was livid. My <laughs> mother was so <laughs> mad at for, me for these my standards. For these standards of AKA and what you were supposed to be, as she should have been. Bruh, cause my mama was like, "Look, they will find any reason." <laughs> To not accept you, bro. Like they will find any reason. Don't give them one. And I gave them every single reason, <laughs> other than me on paper, because I was flawless on paper. I was flawless on paper. But other, right. other than that, like I gave them every single reason to like, nah, we probably shouldn't do this, one, guys. Like we probably. <laughs> but you have to understand, like in my mind, you know what I'm saying, like. The president of the chapter at the time is just like, yeah, business casual. I'm like, shit, cool. Okay. There was nothing about that that was business casual. (laughs) It felt like business casual to me. No, no. For you, your your outfit, your outfit was business casual, but I'm just trying to figure out at what point, like, why does she tell you business casual? Because there is nothing about it that's business casual. And they had on suits. They had on dresses and heels and suits. And 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 they was like, you'll be fine. I was like, okay, cool. So I got my paper, my packets. I got everything zipped, licked, sealed, ready to go. Goddamn, I get in there store. Dorothy had my ass. She had a fun time with my ass. First of all, who, who had your ass? Because you said they're real Southern. I just want to make sure I listen. That was no. real country. <laughs> Sorry, Dorothy. Still. Sorry, Dorothy. Lord, <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> she did. She was like, ah, ah. Oh my gosh. I'm like, shit, you right. I got some I got some black pants though. So I went and put black pants on the black sweater. <laughs> and black pants. <laughs> All of that to say, oh, that was so our first impression of Taylor. And at some point, we just clicked. And we've been cool ever since. I still can never like put a date or a, a even a memory to like when we just clicked. Me either. Me either. I don't know. Me either. Um, I don't know. But yeah, man, just undeniable. You know, it's just like damn. <laughs> I I like I'm not fucking with her. How the fuck did she do this? How the fuck did this motherfucker? Like, how did she just walk up and she get in? How was she in the line, right. <laughs> I know, I know people was like, bruh, how she get on bruh? Like, and they chose her, right. <laughs> so it's been a beautiful journey though. Like I'm I'm glad I did it. Um but you know, some things some things are just not meant for our comprehension, you know, guys? 
you know, it's just all in divine working. Listen, I think we were supposed is. to meet. It was and dope. I think we were supposed to meet exactly how we met. And yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't hit the same if it didn't. You know what I mean? Right. For sure. I had to I had to learn y'all too. You know what I'm saying? Like I had my own preconceived notions about y'all too. Y'all yeah. oh y'all big shit on campus, huh? Man, fuck y'all niggas. Y'all <laughs> overactive in the goddamn campus community head ass, face ass, be out ass nigga like wow. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I really feel like you coming for my life. <laughs> I'm so weak. <laughs> Ow. That's a, yeah, I'm like, bro, y'all pop, because you got to, like, I was in engineering school, right? So I wasn't necessarily popular. Y'all hoes was, like, popular. I was like, bro, fuck y'all niggas. I'm studying, okay? Man, fuck a bake right. sale, bro. I got to study, okay? That's why I can't, <laughs> I can't be at the bake sale. <laughs> I'm so weak. Oh, my God. But, I like, I love y'all, man. Like, y'all are some of the most like talented, smart women that I've found. Ooh, y'all so fine. Women that I've met <laughs> in my life, bruh. Y'all are so fine. Like y'all are so attractive. I swear. I'm surrounded by beauty. Um, but yeah, man. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, a part of the reason why we wanted um to have you on this particular episode was because I think a lot of the work that both me and Sabria have done um, has come from conversations within our entire friend group, right? Like we, y'all know us, we some introspective ass folks. Like we love to see mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just be like, yes, you know, we need to talk about this. And like, what about this? Here's what I'm learning. Here's mm-hmm. what I'm unlearning. Here's what like, you know, I just don't know how to work through this. And so, you know, we help each other talk to talk through all of these things. Um, and so I mm-hmm. thought it was really interesting when you were just talking about the uh, miseducation of Lauren Hill. And especially when Sabrina, you got to love Sabrina because Sabrina always going to ask these types of questions. Like, you know, what do you think the call to action is? Like, what what is our call? Like, what should we be doing? Um, but no, I thought that was a good, like, kind of segue into talking about doing the work because you said that like some people might listen to that and might not take it as a drag or might not take it as a call for them to do a certain type of work. And I think that's true. I think a lot of people talk about mm-hmm. that, um, talk about that album and don't really think about what the album says. And like, I've always loved the album, but it has only been within recent years that I have really sat and listened to the words and been like, hmm, all right, here's some, some place where I can do some introspective introspection of my own. Um, Mm-hmm. So we really just wanted to have you on here and and talk about, you know, doing that type of work and what that type of work looks like, what that type of work, work looks like to you and, and, and how you continue to operate in the world when it feels like we're doing this type of work every motherfucking day. Because I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of having to learn a lesson every day. <laughs> I'm tired of being. I'm tired of being the person that sees a lesson in everything. It ain't. It, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing that can happen in this world where I don't be like, Bruh. okay, where's the lesson in this? <laughs> okay, what can I pull Bruh. out of this? And I know we talked about the change in perspective. In perspective, so I know that it is probably because I have changed my perspective in a lot. But I'm just like, dang, does everything tie? Does everything? Does everything have to be a lesson? Right. It can be exhausting, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like I just go to the grocery store and come back and be like, "Ty, let me tell you what I just learned about myself." <laughs> like, girl, you took two steps outside and came back. You mean to tell me what you went? You, possibly... you mean to tell me you went and bought some yogurt and got a life lesson out of that? Do tell. Listen, <laughs> because then that's my listen. that's my answer. Sabrina's like, I went to the grocery store and this is what this is what I learned about myself. I'm like, mm, tell me what happened. <laughs> be on the other line and she's going I'm like mm, yeah that's good that's good let me write this down let me write this down <laughs> well first I think I'm learning that you know or maybe accepting that being tested is like is 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 gonna happen you know what I'm saying so it's like if you know something's about to happen right okay I'm standing behind a door and but I yell out, "Hey, I'm standing behind the door. I'm about to scare you, right?" <laughs> and you walk down. If you still get scared, yes, you should be very upset because everybody, motherfucker, told you I'm about to scare you. Like why, why, why are you afraid when you you already know what's about to happen? And I think, 
we're at a point in our lives, you know what I'm saying, whew, mid to late twenties, where <laughs> we should know by now, we should we should know by now <clears throat> that most things, if not all things, are gonna test us in some capacity. It's kinda like that um where, you know, that that period in between getting your tires rotated, oil changed, everything good, and then your motherfucking check engine light come on. Like it's always some shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's always is as soon as good is if if soon as good start happening for you, like it's some negative to balance to counteract the energy of the world, the the disorder, right? Um it's some negative right around the corner. Like, hey, I came to break up a good time. Nigga, what's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I came to rain on some fucking parades today, bitch. Like, and the more that we accept that, which is a daily process, I think the more that we empower ourselves to kind of take it head on and face whatever we get tested with head on. Because, like, another thing is the tests are the same until you, like, pass them you know what i'm saying to according to the universe and according to your actions you know what i'm saying like you'll know that you've passed the test when it approaches you again and you handle it not the way that you handle it the prior 37 times <laughs> but on the 38th time you decide you're gonna move like this and then the reaction is different there's a different outcome so boom all right you know how to now you know how to deal with those types of tests right they're gonna get they're gonna come wrapped back up and you're gonna know how to respond so it's not gonna be an issue for you because you're gonna be prepared, you're gonna be properly equipped to deal with that issue. Boom. Let's get to another issue now. Okay, so ah, right, you fucked that one up. All right, well, go on, just come on back around. We gonna we gonna wait here for you until you get back, and then we gonna send you with another test. It's gonna be the same as that test until you pass it, until you learn how to defend against it, defend yourself against that problem or tackle that problem. Like it's gonna continue to come up. So if we just understand and recognize that we're going to always be tested we can properly equip ourselves you know what i'm saying to 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 deal with those problems yeah and use our brains yeah um as far as like the work it takes to unlearn something or to relearn something is as long as you make it honestly um you could read you could you could learn you could read some shit today right if you really wanted to and you could be practicing that tomorrow if you really wanted to you know what i'm saying um we have habits that we can't see tendencies that we don't know um tendencies that we don't know about because we were just like never made aware of them, right? So we find ourselves in these positions, mid, late 20s, or, you know, early 20s, where something is going awry in our life and we don't know why, right? We are in something and we don't understand why this is happening to me. And that is where that idea of like doing that work, you got to start unpacking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Woo! you got to take it back. Way, way, way back. Way back. Yeah. Why do you, why are you yeah. like this? Why do you, yeah. why, do, why do you always do this? Why do I like these type of men? Why do I like these type of Baby. women? Why do I indulge in these types of things? Taylor, why, why, do, why, I do, you, so why do you, Taylor, keep, <laughs> keep reading me? <laughs> why? Toss it. I'm really, I'm, I'm really, I'm really strong. reading myself. <laughs> So I apologize. Oh my gosh! No, it's 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 good. It's good. It's necessary and it is good. My God! Mm. Just read me. Oh, but why do we do these things and continue to do them? We know it's not good for us. Why do we perpetuate these cycles? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you, it, it's going back and unpacking stuff and looking at memories from different angles and realizing yeah. oh shit this was actually traumatic yeah. and I didn't realize I didn't recognize that as trauma at the time you know what I mean yeah. I you know but now you know when certain things happen I my my mind and my brain muscle memory automatically goes back to that time 15 years ago when I got embarrassed by my mama 
in the middle, you know what I'm saying? This is just an example, right. but it bears by my mama in the middle of the store. So, you know, right. now when I'm in public and I feel like somebody coming for me, it makes me live it. So I'm going to punch him in the throat. Right. And you know what I'm saying? And right. that's where my temper comes from. But I don't know that. You know what I mean? You don't know that until mm-hmm. you decide you're going to go back and like, like, no, my mom wouldn't do that. It was like, no, that was traumatic, bro. Like, right. <laughs> that was trauma. Your right. mama telling you, you are, you are to be seen, not heard. That stifles your voice. 20 years yeah. later, now you, you were like, why the fuck won't I, won't I speak up for myself? Because you right. are to be seen and not to be heard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't realize yeah. it's traumatic. But you realize, okay, we going to someplace important. I just don't need to talk right now. That's how you interpret it in your seven-year-old mind. Your 27-year-old mind is like, nah, nope. I just ain't even finna say nothing. I'm gonna just cool out on it. And you become a pushover and people walk all over you. And it's just like, you don't want to be like that. You really want to be out here busting niggas' heads open. You know what I'm saying? Don't fuck with me, right? But you're not. You a, <laughs> you a coward. You a little bitch, right? Because of something that happened 20 years ago. And you don't want to be a little bitch no more. So you have to, you got to decide, okay, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to do these, I'm going to do this, this, this work, take these steps, um, confront these past memories, um, confront these negative thoughts, <clears throat> confront this negative self-talk and, yeah. you know, acknowledge it for what it is, you know, either hold that space or relinquish that space. Um, and you know you you gotta you have to do that on a continuum though. It's not like you do it once. Yeah. yeah, it's not like you do it once and it's just like oh, poof, got it. No, okay, you maybe got a layer. Imagine that to get to the root of your problem, you gotta get to the center of an onion. Yeah. But that's a big ass onion. It's yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's a fat ass onion, so it's hella layer. And yeah. there are different things that happen on each layer that you still gotta. You know what I'm saying? It it can you get really really through. deep. Yeah. Yeah. So two things that have really um, stood out to me that you mentioned right now is like one, just the idea that like lessons will continue to come up and like the Mm -hmm. same tests will continue to present themselves in your life. Because I think Mm -hmm. oftentimes we're talking about that or even the overall consensus is that, oh, like, you know, once you've been tested in this way, it's not going to happen again. Or like once even the idea of like passing, oh, once you've passed it, it's not going to happen again. It's like, no, there will be situations that will be similar and they will continue to present themselves to you in life, throughout your life. How you mm-hmm. respond to them will change if you choose to learn from those experiences. Because mm-hmm. I know there have been times in my own life where I'm just like, dang, like, I got to go through this shit again. Like, I already did this last year or last month. Like, why am I doing this again? It's like, because my reaction to it hasn't changed. My choices have not changed. Um, And so that's just, like, one thing to keep in mind. It's like, like, at a certain point in time, you start to realize that accountability and taking accountability for your own actions and your role in every situation is important. And you realize that like, yeah, with some of the scenarios, even when you're thinking about guys or previous partners, like, oh, why do I keep ending up with this person? Or why do I keep choosing this person? It's like, because you haven't dealt with the shit that you need to deal with yet. Mm -hmm. You haven't done that deep work to think, okay, well, what was I accustomed to in my childhood? What behaviors did I take on? And how are they presenting themselves today? Like, even with the, the story about, you know, what if you're in the grocery store and you're your mom is saying, you know, you should be seen, not heard. It's like really uh, unpacking that and seeing how that plays out in your relationship today. Um, Just things to keep in mind and things that I'm thinking about as you're talking, because I feel like that latter half is stuff that I'm really realizing now. Like Mm -hmm. from talking to previous people, uh, maybe not speaking up at certain times. I have seen how, I've been in new situations and something has happened that's triggered me. And my initial Mm -hmm. thought is to just lash out or get upset with the person. But it's like, no, you're upset because you haven't done the work. So you're not upset with (laughs) you, you're upset with yourself. (laughs) And you and yourself need to take that to the corner to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Communicate. Mm -hmm. Me and self have some shit to deal with. And now we're back. (laughs) I think. I think when we're talking about doing the work too, like, so, 
So just to be clear, like when we're saying do the work, that means do that healing work, do that self-work, do that inner work, like whatever it is that you need to be doing to be your best self. And so I think a lot of times when we're talking about doing the work, we also need to um, to connect that to your healing. So like doing the work is your own personal healing. And so I was reading the I was reading something the other day. I want to say it was somebody's caption and they were talking about healing. And from their caption, I was just thinking, I was like, there is really healing in dealing. And so like, there's some healing in dealing with your issues and dealing with, with whatever that looks like for you and however that shows up for you. Um, And if we don't do that, then you're also denying yourself the healing that you might need to show up as your best best self in any situation uh, I totally agree with you Ty and anything outside of taking steps to heal is avoided mm-hmm. and for my baby say the words for, my, for the Christians the out there for the Christians I heard this in church avoidance ain't deliverance right mm-hmm. so just cause you avoid some shit don't mean that it ain't mm-hmm. there you know what I'm saying yeah you know what I mean? You could be you could be standing in front of me and like I I feel you like searing my cheeks off with your eyeballs and I'm avoiding the shit out of you. Like you that doesn't make you invisible. It doesn't mean that you're not there. Um so I think that for a lot of people a lot of people don't want to confront certain things about themselves. They don't want to confront um those tendencies they don't they don't they don't want to see themselves in a negative light at any point everybody want to think that man i man i'm a good person pretty good person unless you know what i'm saying like you a axe murderer or some <laughs> shit uh but still the axe murderer could think that you know i am doing the world a good deed by getting rid of these sons of bitches okay like i should get a medal <laughs> you know what i mean but they want to give me life in prison instead you know what i'm saying so you know perspective right but the truth of the matter is that we, I think that we all kind of experience the same set of emotions on different degrees. Everybody get happy, sad, angry, mad, indifferent, calm, like anxious. Like we, we've all heard these things before, these feelings that we have. Um, and for some people, like people that, <laughs> People don't want to confront the parts of themselves that want to be the axe murderer. Like, have you, I'm serious question. Swear. Have you ever thought about like hurting somebody, like harming somebody? No, for real. I I, I was, I was about to take it there, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really back a little bit. Have you ever thought about like harming somebody? Like, man, I just want to, like, I just want to punch somebody in the face. Yeah. Like punch them in the throat. I've thought about like breaking windows, breaking, like, uh, slashing tires. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay so either hurting their pockets financially mm-hmm. or hurting them physically okay so people don't want to people thing is people don't want to confront those emotions the fact that they can have those types of thoughts you know what i'm saying like the fact that motherfuckers can i was in a doctor uh i was in a what was that was i in the doctor i think i was in a doctor yeah i was in a doctor and, and the doctor, y'all. And I, first of all, <laughs> this is about to be the most country southern conversation we have had so far. I'm sure of it. Sorry, I was in the doc. I was in the doctor. I was in the doctor's office, <laughs> and I was watching this special on this woman who killed her husband, killed her son, and was about to kill her youngest daughter in cahoots with her oldest daughter using antifreeze because the the her husband was like i guess abusive in some way and he was mean to her and the son was autistic so she was like he's a burden i'm just gonna kill him and then the the daughter the youngest daughter was just like well i mean uh you know she probably misses her brother like you know she's just gonna get in the way it could just be us she was about to kill the daughter right with antifreeze like put it in coke and gatorade and all types of shit they all die the same way but it's like those types of thoughts you know what i'm saying those manifest in our brain 
And the fact that we can, people can have those types of thoughts, the fact that we can think about, man, I, I just want to slash this motherfucker tires, okay? I want to break his windows. I want to put sugar in his tank. You know what I mean? Like, you have to deal with that. Whoa, let's back up. Why do you want to put sugar in people's <laughs> tanks? Why do you want to do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why do you want to cause harm to someone? Is it because you you harm yourself? Hmm? Hmm? Is it because... It goes back to you. Yeah, we are we are literally projections of who we are, who we want to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when we met, when we pass judgment on motherfuckers, uh, uh-uh, I think I don't like that. I think that he he No, what you're really saying is I don't like that. I wouldn't do that. Da da da. And it's just like somebody else is doing ain't got jack shit to do with you. You know what I'm saying? Deal with your own shit first. Why? Under, like maybe look at it from a different perspective why why does your mind go to uh-uh, i want to do all that i want to look like, you know what i'm saying as opposed to what if this person is super confident in what they're wearing and they know that you know what i'm saying they know that they look good they know that they rocking the shit out right, of what i think but your right i think and i think you can't picture yourself in something right like so that. it speaks more to like why did i even feel the need to even address what this person was doing or what, like, whatever it was. And it wasn't about what they were wearing. It was about their confidence. So it spoke to a lack of confidence in myself that I didn't have to do something. Because otherwise, like, it ain't that big of a deal. Right. Exactly. Like you you realize in those situations in which you want to harm someone or you want to take your anger out on someone else that it, ha- it like we said, it has everything to do with you. It has everything to do with the work that you're not doing with yourself. Like... It just does. I can think about the past week, things that have taken place and I've just been so upset or I've been so annoyed. And it's like, well, did you ask myself, did you um, effectively communicate exactly what it is that you wanted or say all that you needed to say or all that you were thinking? Did you do that? And so it's like taking the, the it's not excusing other people's behaviors. But it's looking at yourself and what you can do differently in certain situations to come out with a more positive outcome. And it doesn't mean that everyone will accept like your truth, your honesty, those actions. But you at Mm -hmm. least walk away with the understanding that like I have done the work to understand. And I, I actually posted this recently. I have done the work to understand what my needs are and I have communicated them. If people Ooh. choose to accept them or not, then that's on them. That's not on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, that mm-hmm. is something that I'm really trying to learn right now. Like, what are my needs? How and how can I fulfill them? And what do I need to do? What does that work look like for me to be able to do that? Not putting it on other people and not mm-hmm. getting upset when they don't come through or they don't do certain things that I want them to do. It's like, no, what are my needs? How can I fulfill them? And I think in that is um that is a form of you like walking in your truth. I think mm-hmm. I think over the over the the years for me, I have honestly like struggled with, you know, what that looks like for me. Um that's been something that I've had to um kind of re not relearn if you will but just learn it build it up you know what I'm saying I think you know for some time I walked I walked in in someone else's idea of um life (laughs) (laughs) yeah of life and honestly like that's easy that's when somebody already did the work for you Somebody tells you, nope, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And I, it's easy to just go out there and do it. But when you are tasked with doing that for yourself um, yeah. and figuring it out, I think that shit gets shaky real fast. So w- because we don't, we don't have a baseline to what our own truth looks like because we've always walked someone else's truth. So, you know, what what is it that I like? What 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 do I really like? Then you got to go back to childhood. What were you doing in your in your most liberated part of your life before the rest of the world and your parents and society and constructs and all of that shit started getting 
battered into your mind. What were you doing as a free ass three year old? You know what I'm saying? Were you jumping up and on on the down, jumping up and down on the bed saying I'm being bad, or were you in the corner because that's was your prerogative and you'd rather just build blocks rather than jump up and down on the bed? Um, that is your truth. So whatever that looks like now, fast forward to present day, like doing that and doing that radically is like super super liberating. And <clears throat> I think that I found I have found some liberation in um how my how I feel like my communication has changed um in the way that I communicate to people over the years. Um some some people will say, you know, I got a uh like a slick ass mouth, which is not entirely <laughs> false. You know what I'm saying? It's not totally not true. But um I just I, I see it as wit. You know what I mean? I think that I, I'm a I got a quick ass mouth. You know what I mean? Like I think, yeah. I think I'll flame your ass in a second, and before like you on fire before I even realize what the fuck I said. And yeah. um, you know, I've I've done that especially like to people closest to me. And you know, this is another thing. It's it's layers, y'all. I've done it cl- to people closest to me because I feel like I'm the most vulnerable with people close to me. They know the most of, about me, right? And there is something about humans not wanting to be read or seen um, in a light that they didn't create for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, So we go out in the world and we play these roles. Whether you think you are or not, you're playing a fucking role when you walk out of the goddamn door into life. Okay? You, you know, depending on where you are, you act a certain way, you are dressed a certain way, you use politically correct language so you don't offend anybody. You're playing a role. And so when people see right through that role and see you for how you know yourself to be, like, we don't like that shit. And I hate it. I fucking hate it. I hate when a motherfucker thinks that they know me like I know me. Like, oh, you don't know me? You don't know me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's, but But they see you. You know what I'm saying? They ain't yeah. got to know you, nigga. They see it. They see and they done probably yeah. seen it before in somebody else. Or maybe they see it in themselves, which is why they can spot it so quickly in you. We don't like to hear from somebody else, like, how how we really act, how we really behave. Um, and that, that happened to me um, a couple years ago. And honestly, it was probably one of the most transformative things that happened in my life. Because uh, it even got me you know, on this path of like looking inward, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, just been out here doing whatever, and mm-hmm. it's not cool. Um, I hold myself accountable for for everything that I've done and the karma that I'm gonna receive for it. Um, but I got read like for the filth that I was at the time, and I knew I was filthy. You know what I'm saying? I knew it. Um, but I thought that I was doing a good enough job to not let other people know that. But this person was extremely close to me. So they saw me every day. You know what I'm saying? After I came home and put that took that robe off, you know what I'm saying, from playing in the world, um, they saw me. So super transformative and um like I read last week by my therapist. And it took 45 minutes because I was bullshitting for 45 minutes. And the last 15 minutes of our session was like probably the best part of the goddamn session because I stopped bullshitting. She was reading me for my bullshit. And I was like, no, I'm not bullshitting. Nah, nah, nah. She's like, bro, okay. You want to waste the whole hour? Go ahead. And she said, let me know when you're done. Exactly. And 45 minutes in, (laughs) we came to a consensus. And I'm like, you're right. I don't like that shit. But you're right. And she was like, that's what I need. I need that right there. I want to hear that you don't like that shit. And it's okay. We're going to be fine. You're going to be fine, too. Um, and I think that is, the, that, that is the point. Like, get red, bro, because it's something that stop avoiding shit. You're trying to avoid some shit. So when you get red, you thought you had it hid away. But somebody came and fucking turned the lights on and your shit scattered like roaches. You know what I mean? Like, you got to... We we can't we can't run away um 
from stuff like that. Like it, it's counterproductive. Yeah. So, you know, I, I welcome it. And, um, in that it has led to, you know, me changing the way that I communicate. So if I feel a way, if I feel like I want something, like I'm going to say that. And, you know, it, I'm not being mean. Like people call me mean. I just don't understand why. Like I, niggas call me mean all of the time. I think blunt and mean are two different things. Um, but I, I feel like niggas want sugar coat and niggas want hand holding and spoon feeding and it's like for what why am i why am i spoon feed this to you when you can just pick it up and eat it recently i was talking to a friend and i've just been like reaching out and trying to help and reaching out and trying to help and there and just overextending myself and we're able to have a conversation in which they said you know, I know that you care and I know that you love me and I know that you respect me. But honestly, at times it feels like it's smothering. Mm, and okay. that is hard when you're so focused on yourself. And you're like, oh, I'm just doing this good deed. And I, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And I care and I have the best intentions. It's hard to hear that and be like, OK, so all that shit I've been doing. Yeah, it's been taken in a different way nobody asked you for that shit you chose to give that shit you chose to do whatever it is that you're doing on your own terms and like maybe you're doing it because there are things within yourself that you haven't fixed and you're trying to fix yourself through other people which can't happen it's not gonna work um or a plethora of other reasons but like Mm -hmm. but then for them it's like Uh, it leads into another thing that Ty and I were talking about. It's like, I have to accept the fact that I try to take on other people's problems Mm -hmm. and fix them. And Mm -hmm. it's not my shit to do. Mm -hmm. It's not. And then I get up. I'm a Sagittarius. Okay. (laughs) But it's not my shit to do. And then I wind up upset because they haven't reciprocated the energy that I've been given. And it's like, no one mm-hmm. asked for this in the first place. No one asked for it. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of times. Exactly. So um, again, I wind up taking myself to the corner and self and I have to have a conversation <laughs> <laughs> about what we've been doing. I think a lot of times mm-hmm. that's that's the common theme with people who, I can't even say like to heal, um, but people who are just like by nature healers. Like we we are always trying to do other people's work for them. We miss out on our lesson of like realizing that we don't need to overextend overextend ourselves, but then they miss out on their lessons because they don't ever learn it because we're trying to handle it for them. So how do we expect them to continue to move Mm -hmm. on throughout this life and always handle these problems that we then feel like we're overextending ourselves to, but we haven't even allowed them the chance to grow and learn the lesson on their own because we jump in trying to play captain save a whole like what you need what you need how can here's what you can do here are all the things that you can do this is you can do x y and z oh x y and z didn't work let's go back to the beginning of the alphabet and it just doesn't work like that right and so you know there's the whole um the whole saying give a man a fish you feed him for a day teach a man to fish and he's fed for a lifetime or something like that I think that we have to apply that same thing mm-hmm. to when we are trying to do other people's work or when, or even when we need other people or when we're wanting other people to do the work that we need to do for us. If I do this for you, I only right. help you for that day. I only help you for this moment. I don't help you when you have to face this alone or when I'm not around or when you call me and I can't pick up the phone. But if I teach you or... I mean, think of it as therapy, right? Like when we go to therapy, our therapist doesn't fix our issues, but they do give us the tools to apply to our lives. So we have to mm-hmm. think about it like that. Like we mm-hmm. we need to take a back seat and allow ourselves to help give our friends the tools or allow our friends to give us the tools to help assist. But we can't sit back and be like, oh, well, they didn't do this for me. They didn't help me through this because it's not their job. You know, it's interesting. Um, I recently spoke to my ex <clears throat> and that was a a great thing that happened um because we hadn't talked for years but that was the that was the thing 
they expressed that, you know, at the time that we were together, they were trying to, like, help fix me. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, one, let's take it back. I wouldn't, sir, <laughs> listen, check this out. <laughs> Certain people you just ain't ready yeah. for. You hear me? Like, I, we was in two different, we was just in two different Wait a minute, places. say that? Say it again. For what? the people in the back, for the people in the balcony, for the people outside. <laughs> Sometimes you're <laughs> not ready again. for a motherfucker, okay? Sometimes you are not ready, and that is okay. We want to be ready so bad, but because you're not ready, you end up fucking up and making it all worse, and you end up shitting all over it, and it's bad, all right? You know what I'm saying? I'm speaking from experience, people, okay? All right, so, <laughs> so one, first off, like, I just, I wasn't ready for that type of love, right? That motherfucker was a lover, okay? Well, love you till you died, okay? Last breath type love. Um, But I wasn't ready to receive it because I wasn't loving on myself like that. So how the hell am I going to receive some shit that I don't even recognize? Woo! You know Whoa. what I mean? I don't yeah. recognize it because I don't do it for myself. So yeah. how am I how am I how am I gonna Damn, take okay. it from someone else who's really coming from a genuine place because they've done the work for themselves. Damn. So they have they're pouring from a full cup and oh. I'm just taking and they they don't even know that they pouring into an empty ass vessel. You feel what I'm saying? Oh. So they were they were like always trying to help heal, fix whatever when, you know, they couldn't. I had to do that on my own. And it was after the relationship when that help fix heal started to happen for myself because I I became single for the first time in 12 years I think that like I'm single now and I've been single since my last relationship and I haven't been single meaning I haven't like not been involved with anybody you know what I'm saying like even if I was like fucking on somebody like that's being involved I haven't not you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying so it's been a long time since I've had like that everyday companionship with someone. I'm talking to somebody kind of like every day. Um, we're involved, like we share intimate space, things like that. And I had to learn how to do that for myself. I had to get intimate with myself. I had to talk nasty to myself if I wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to talk good about myself. I had to pump myself up. I had to learn what the fuck does Taylor like? What does Taylor not like? What makes her tick? What doesn't make her tick? You know what I mean? Learn these things for myself, become self-aware. So now when I start interacting with people again, and I'm doing this through friendship, but now when I start interacting with people, I can show up for myself. And I can, I know that I can pour from a certain space. I know that I've, you know, I done put on my, my feel good music. I done lit my incense. I done ran a you know what I'm saying? A little bubble bath, you know what I'm saying? I blessed it with some Florida water. You, feel, you know what I'm saying? And I'm soaking and I don't, I'm filled. I'm full, right? So now I can go out into the world. And if someone does want my help, if someone does need some love, I got some love to give. But I had to learn that for I, myself. And I'm still learning that for myself. I think we also have to talk. You were saying that her cup was full and so that she was pouring into an empty vessel. But I think we also have to talk about not only sometimes are our vessels empty, but that thing got a hole in it. So like people be pouring into us and like we can't take yep. it because it's, it's flowing out the other end too. So it's not mm. just about it being empty. Mm-hmm. It's that I got a whole hole in here that only I can see and only I can fix. So it doesn't matter Ooh. how much, it doesn't matter how much any anything that anybody minute. is pouring into me. I'm Wait not a minute. Me, 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 me. I'm not going to, when you were speaking this, I like, I got the word. (laughs) And I was like, it was brewing on the inside of me. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Because I don't think, I don't think we talk about that enough. It's not just that my, my vessel is empty. I can't even hold it because I don't know what that feels like. I I don't know what that feels like. I've never had that type Mm -hmm. of love. I've never had, child, I'm preaching to myself right now because and you haven't come on pretty I haven't okay. patched up that hole so like I y'all know me there are very 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 few people who are close enough to me where they see the real vulnerable parts of me very 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 few people and my therapist be working with me on this because she she was even saying you know 
it's a situation going on right now where she's like, you know, now this person has the opportunity to be there for you in a way in which they haven't been before. And I told her, I was like, well, you know, I don't like that. I don't like people like needing to be there. For me. I don't like, <laughs> Ooh, when we talk about, you know, people showing up for you, I just be like, eh, I'd rather uh-huh. not because <laughs> I got it. Like, I don't, I don't, I got it. you know, again, that's trauma that I'm unpacking. Like, I don't like people to be there for me or to like put yep. them in a position where they have to be there for me because then the moment when they're not, I feel let down and it's the end of the world. Like, you ain't never got to be there for me again. So I, I think it's important for us to like look at not only is my vessel empty, but I can't hold it because it's a hole that I, I still have to patch here. So I don't even know how to accept the love. And so I think sometimes we're overextending ourselves and pouring our all into somebody and we're like, why can't they accept it? it ain't got nothing to do with you. Nothing. Nothing, nothing. to do with you. Nothing. <laughs> Not anything. It has nothing to do with you. There are really, and this is again not to make excuses for people's feelings, but there are literally people who have never had this before, don't know what to do with it before. Like let's let's say let's say somebody gives you a fucking rocket for your birthday, like an actual rocket that can take you into space. What the fuck you gonna do with that? You don't know. You're not a fucking astronaut. (laughs) You don't know what the fuck to do that. Do with that. So if I have never received this type of care, this type of love, I don't know what to do with it, which while on the flip side of that, it's so important to do your work so that when things like that come into your life, things that you really do deserve, you know what to do with it. Because otherwise you gonna mm-hmm. and I mean, listen, again, like you said, sometimes you're just right, it up. but sometimes you're just not ready for <laughs> stuff. Right. So like sometimes that just is a part of your journey. You yeah. had to do that so that you knew what to do in the future. But if we don't learn that lesson at some point, mm-hmm. that's what's going to continue to happen. And not just the partnership. It could be an opportunity, yeah. a professional opportunity. And you don't know how to, you know, not burn bridges or whatever it is. We have got to do that professional work, that inner work, that self-work, that love work in order to be able to be open to the things that we actually do deserve. We just can't see it yet. I told I told my ex, I told my ex, I was like, yo. It it like it sucks, right? That shit happened, like shit went down the way that it did. However, I just know, like from that from that relationship alone, like whoever the fuck I marry is just gonna get loved the fuck down. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. because I caught glimpses of what receiving it looks like, and and I call it my singularity. <laughs> In my singleness, in my in my singleness, I've been able to to see what giving that type of love looks like. Because you can you can you can give the love that you would give to a partner to a, a really close friend. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I feel like that's how partners should right. manifest. They should manifest from friends. God damn it! Like you should you should know your partner on some level, uh, a little bit before you like yeah, this my this mine. You know what I mean? So. Um, and, and I think that me now experiencing receiving the love and now being able to give it because I've got given it to myself. So now I know I can give it to other people. So, I mean, listen, we got to take some mental notes, some real notes and go back and unpack this episode. Cause we really talked about a lot today. Taylor, listen. You read us. (laughs) You read us for filth today. Um, (laughs) But it's all good and it's all so necessary. I think Mm -hmm. that one, I just like really love the fact that we are just in this place in our life where we've had these experiences and can really share them and talk about them. Talk about the shit that has been tough and then talk about the lessons that we've learned along the way like it really is just so helpful um and something that you know I think something that we always do in our episodes but I think is becoming increasingly important for me is just like setting intentions for the next week the next month the next year however long, setting those intentions, whatever it is for you, whatever that looks like for you, um, just to help you stay on this path of growth moving forward. So 
with that, Taylor, what intention or intentions would you like to set? I think continuing to, to walk in my truth, find that truth, um, determine what that looks like. Also, continuing continuing to show up for myself um, in the best way that I know how and, and represent myself authentically. <clears throat> um, yeah, and shit, taking day one at a time. Taking the days one at a time um, is really, really being present, not not harboring or or existing in the past, and not um, getting too ahead of myself, you know, by living in the future, but really taking in the day and and <clears throat> relishing in it, um, and whatever that you do, whatever you do on a day to day basis, just be present in that moment, in that task, in that effort, in that thought, whatever that book. Um, yeah, that is, that has been a recurring thing for me is just to, to be present, be more present. I think my intention this week is to continue to find rest. I've been feeling, um, a little guilty because I feel like <laughs> a lot of my, a lot of my intentions have been about rest, but I'm having to remember that there are different forms of rest. So Resting can really look like me taking a nap or it can look like me um, uh, letting go of the duties that I put on myself to be on or to be all to anything and everything. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm going to try to find real, real rest this week. What about you? I was just going to say on that note, like, I think it can be. Uh, really easy to feel guilty for doing that but one thing that we've been seeing from the nap ministry on instagram is that like we don't have to earn rest you know like we don't have to feel guilty for taking it and for just doing the things that we need so hoping that you find it (laughs) because (laughs) we definitely need that um i think for me and something that you mentioned taylor is like continuing to just like choose yourself and like putting yourself forward um and with that too just like continuing to not shrink I keep saying this I feel like I've talked about this a lot but like continuing to not shrink to make other people comfortable Mm, um because I realize that 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 is a pattern for me um, in different situations, but I've seen it come up over the years. And so just like choosing myself again, going back to needs, like understanding what my needs are, accepting those things and working to fulfill them. And that I can do that by like really tuning in to my inner truth, what that looks like and then going forward. And, um, ensuring that I'm not trying to put the needs of others before mine, like ensuring that I'm really prioritizing what it is that I need. Um, and to not feel bad so, about it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. nail on the head yeah, and not yeah. feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Adding that. Yep. Well, y'all, um, this episode was a lot about self-awareness. Um, I think that y'all have at this point, really figured out that we're all about being self-aware but being self-aware means absolutely nothing y'all know this if you are not willing to do the work so as we always say we've got our shit and you do too so clean that shit up Mm -hmm. bye y'all bye